From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, is Celsius seeing light at the end of their tunnel? Step in is Bernie Tokens. And Charlie Munger, he has words about crypto again. Why do we keep talking about this guy? That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. I got two emails yesterday from listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, one I'm going to reply to in a couple of days. But Riker, he wrote this. In regards to the three Arrows Capital folks disappearing, it seems on par with all things crypto these days. Good luck to all of us. Riker. Thanks, Riker, for writing in. It's good to hear from you. But I agree. It seems on par with everything in crypto. When you have bear markets, things start to come out. 2018, 2019 was the same way with ICOs, and now we're seeing it with DeFi and lending protocols. But I don't feel like this is it. I feel that there's going to be one more big bombshell in the crypto space to drop, and I don't know what it is, but let's wait and see. But let's not wait and see those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 8.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $19,150, down 3.8% in 24. Ethereum sitting at $1,022, down almost 5% in 24. Tether is number 3, USDC is number 4, and Binance BNB is number 5 at 218, down 2.8%. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. That top 10 has not changed in a while. Kind of wondering, where's Litecoin? It used to be in the top 10. It is now number 20. It's sitting at $47.27. It's down 2.4% in 24. The whole market is down 2.3%. It's in at $863.8 billion. A BTC dominance of 42.7 and an F dominance of 14.7. And I just got a text from the New York Times with some sad news. Inflation is now at 9.1%. Now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is Ravencoin, ticker RVN, ranked number 117 on CoinMarketCap. Its price is $0.02. Cents. It's down 5% in 24. Market cap is $216 million. Fully diluted market cap is $433 million. 50% of Raven is in circulation. The all-time high for Ravencoin, I think it's going to be really high, honestly. It was $0.28, cents, $0.28.5. Cents. It's down 92% since then. 
the all-time low was two years ago at 0.0087 cents. It's up 134% since then. Wow, we're scraping by all-time lows with some of these coins. You can buy Ravencoin on Binance, Huobi, Binance.us, Gate.io, and Bittrex. So, what is Ravencoin? So, Ravencoin is a peer-to-peer network that aims to implement a use-case-specific blockchain designed to efficiently handle one specific function, the transfer of assets from one party to another. Built on a fork of Bitcoin code, Ravencoin was announced in October 31st of 2017 and released binaries for mining on January 3rd, 2018. Huh. Huh. Those dates, uh, those dates sound familiar to you? And here's a little factor trivia for you. It was, and it was named because of a reference to the TV show Game of Thrones. So if you want to get legitimacy in your project, make sure you find your favorite TV show and name your project after it. That's Ravencoin, ticker RVN, rank number 117 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into today's news. On Tuesday, the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation alerted investors to exercise caution with the crypto lender Celsius. It called the lender deeply insolvent and said it operated without a proper license. Most of the assets currently held by Celsius are illiquid, with the chance of the firm repaying their debt obligations very low, according to the Vermont-based regulator. They said this, Previous representations made by the company and its CEO and other Celsius representatives about the safety of customers' funds and the company's ability to meet withdrawal obligations are untrue. However, in some positive news, apparently, allegedly, for Celsius, the struggling crypto lending platform has nearly cleared all of its outstanding DeFi debt after recovering 400,000 collateralized staked Ethereum. And that's from its loan on Aave. The firm repaid $81.6 million in Circles USDC stablecoin to Aave on Tuesday. This reduced its outstanding debt to the protocol from $90 million to just $8.5 million. Though recent developments may appear positive for Celsius and its customers, some details about the financial position remains hazy. For example, the firm hasn't clarified where it's sourcing its crypto to pay down its debts, leaving only its on-chain footprint to guide onlookers. And those are two different stories. And to wrap those two different stories up in a little bow, a report from late last June suggests that FTX's CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, passed up on providing aid to Celsius after determining its balance sheet was beyond saving. So, is it being saved? Is it not being saved? Is Vermont right that it's just, there's no way that this is going to become liquid again? That it's just going down? It's never going to repay its debt obligations? Or is it going to recover? Edge of my seat. Charlie Munger, the reason why we're talking about him is because he's a billionaire and he's 98 years old. And he's once again scoffed at cryptocurrencies, saying that he would never in his life touch any of them. He said this, in quote, I think anybody that sells this stuff is either delusional or evil. I won't touch the crypto. He continued to say, I am not interested in undermining the national currencies of the world. And in a, just a little side note, maybe a, a footnote, maybe a comment. Let me know what you think of this comment. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. If you are winning and you're a billionaire... Obviously, you don't want to touch the national currencies because they're working for you. But when the New York Times sends you a text in the morning that says inflation is at 9.1%, it seems as though the national currencies are undermining us at the moment. This is interesting. I hope everybody that is listening to this uh, takes part in this. On Tuesday, the U.S. Department of Treasury announced an open invitation for comments on President Joe Biden's executive order on digital assets. They're aiming to leverage the wisdom of the crypto crowd or the crowd in general. They said this, For consumers, digital assets may 
present potential benefits, such as faster payments as well as potential risks, including risks related to frauds and scams. The Treasury Department is seeking to benefit from the expertise of the American people and market participants by soliciting public comment as we engage in this important work. And I think that is really cool. Those looking to comment on Executive Order 14067 have until August 8th. So what's on the Biden administration's objectives? And this is what the Treasury Department says. Number one, protection of consumers, investors and businesses in the United States. Number two, protection of the United States and global financial stability and the mitigation of systemic risk. Number three, mitigation of illicit finance and national security risk posed by the misuse of digital assets. Number four, reinforcement of U.S. leadership in the global financial system and technological and economic competitiveness, including through the responsible development of payment innovations and digital assets. Number five, promotion of assets to safe and affordable financial services. And number six, support technological advances that promote responsible development and use of digital assets. So please comment on those and be part of shaping regulations in the crypto space. So it seems to me that this next story is a clear reason why you need representation in decision making in companies and on boards. <laughs> Hostess has released a special edition Twinkie snack, and it's called Twink Coin. Twink Coin. Dollar sign Twink Coin. And we didn't know that this was real because we're like, no way did they actually make Twink Coin. But a hostess representative confirmed with Decrypt that this Twink Coin is real. But it's not a cryptocurrency. It's just a limited edition batch of circular coin-shaped Twinkies. They're available in 10 packs for about $3.50 a box. <laughs> and some reports noted that Twink Coin Twinkies can also be found in Walmart. So if you want to pick up a box of Twink Coin Twinkies, head down to Walmart. And if you did buy a box, let me know. Matthew and at Decrypt.co. Again, this is a clear reason why representation needs to be in decision making unless this was a decision to make twink coin the bank of england is turning into the biggest troll of cryptocurrency and they urge regulation again with the central governor today stating that technology does not change the underlying risks in economics and finance the bank in england's deputy governor john cunliffe said that the lesson should be learned from the crypto winner highlighting bitcoin's plunge from its all-time high of 69,000 last November. He continued to say crypto technologies offer the prospect of innovation and improvement in finance. But to be successful and sustainable, innovation has to happen within a framework in which risks are managed. People don't fly long on unsafe airplanes. He also said that we must move fast. The use of crypto technologies and finance within regulatory parameter must happen as the world of crypto is here to stay. Step in, you know my thoughts on Step in. It's a Web3 fitness game built as a move to earn experience, is making some major moves of its own. The startup announced that today it would use a portion of its Q2 profits to buy back and burn tokens. Plus, the firm recently revealed an expansion to the Ethereum blockchain. According to the company, it earned $122.5 million in second quarter profits from its platform fees, and now plans to use 5% of that, or $6.125 million, to buy Stepin's GMT government's tokens from the secondary market and then burn them. 
This isn't the first time that Stepan has used profits to buy back and burn tokens. In April, the firm announced that it would spend approximately $26 million to do just that. And on the official website, it showed that it's burned around 216 million GMC tokens to date. Stepan has plans for additional quarterly token burns and buybacks. And finally, at least once an episode, you're going to get a little rant and comment from me. Digital asset management platform Safe, previously known as Genesis, raised $100 million in funding to build a multi-wallet ecosystem. The funding round was led by 1KX, Tiger Global, ANT Capital, Blockchain Capital, Consensus, Polygon, and much more. So here's my rant and my comment. And this is something that we've been talking about in the crypto space for a long time and something that we should really, really, really change. When companies start out and they are, you know, looking at there's little quick startups and then they look for a seed round and they look for series A and B and so on and so forth. They are getting that money because they're showing that they are improving. They are moving. They're building. They're creating a viable project or product. And so a lot of companies in crypto they just get a lot of money up front. But that does not mean that they can build the product. That does not mean that they can manage the funds. That does not mean that they are a sustainable business model. And by giving them a lot of money up front, like $100 million, which I have no clue why you need $100 million to build a multi-wallet ecosystem. But by giving them all that money up front just allows for wasteful use of that money without any checks or balances or checkpoints of building said project but if you gave them say five million and then you give them another 15 and then another 50 over the course of building this project that gives them incentives to keep building and be efficient with the money they get and so we've seen this in many different organizations with icos just getting a lot of money up front and them not being able to manage that funds or just being bad managers and leaders or ceos or creators or developers in general and so this is not the way to give money in my opinion however I don't know really all the details with this, but I am pretty sure you don't need $100 million to build a multi-wallet ecosystem. And even if you do, they shouldn't get it all at once. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>